Welcome, relationship theory. Let's do it. All right. All right. <clears throat> I need to soak myself up. Wow. Get the she energy going. She just battered her toe, by the way, like right before we started. So. <laughs> I did batter yeah. my toe. Um, all right, guys. Um, thank you for joining us today. I know it's Tuesday, but we try to keep the same time. This man's busy tomorrow. Um, what are you doing tomorrow? Do, I don't know. But do submit your questions live in the I don't even remember now what day this is supposed below. to be. And um, I'm trying to get to like the quick question. Um, okay, so we've been told not to ramble at the beginning, so here we go. Would you rather, answer with us guys, drop in the comments. Would you rather never experience love or never experience passion? Whoa. Well, that's a good one. Wow, you know, my honest answer is I would never, I would rather never experience I don't know if love. I could. Do you think that we could be in love without having the passion yes. in the first place? Yes. I could love you, but I don't know if I'd be in love with you. What? Like the passion to me, that's what being in love is. Yeah, but I think this is like not passion for each other, but passion for something. That's how oh, I'm going to read that. Because love this covers. Relationship theory, homie. Yeah, but that's why it's a would you rather. <laughs> it's going to rewrite the relationship, right? Come on, people. No? I, that's not how I read it. I think it's, it's a more interesting thing because like that's so nuanced between passion for each other and love for each other. Not that I don't think there's a difference. There is. All right, so let's say but that's a far more other. nuanced. <laughs> um, oof. to be passionate for each other but not in love no then I would rather love than passion god that sounds terrible even to say it like I I could not finish that sentence but we to have you can't even give an answer in fact. no I'm That's giving the... my answer I would I would rather love without passion like a best friend right but I'm versus so... somebody like I read, I read passion to be physical and I would not just want physical passion yeah, I guess I took it. Because that's like, like intensity. Each other. That's not enough. That's how I took it. I don't know what that means. Well, like I said, if if I had to choose... But define passion for your significant other. I'm on fire for you. When I see you in the room, my heart starts right, like but, throbbing hard. So then throbbing hard. Wow. Uh, I thought we were talking about something else here. Um, but so tell me, though, what's the difference between that and love? Hmm. I think you can absolutely have the the fire for someone and not be in love with them. Think of like I agree, first, but like so to me dating. the fire is physical. To you, it's not. No, That's it's that like the butterflies and the like. Yeah, that to me sounds like love. Like passion to me, I will say. Like in fact, give me a synonym for me. The synonym for passion in this case mm-hmm. that you're asking me is mm-hmm. intensity. Oh God. So what's mine? Yeah, well, give me a synonym so I know oh, I what you're know. thinking. Yeah. All right, then I win by default. There it is. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first question. Guys, we're answering All I see is I agree with Tom. Throbbing, laugh out loud. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Um, All right, we're getting to cool. the first question. Let's do it. All right, this is from Cody. I've come to a point in my relationship where the question, do I love her or am I in love with her, comes up. After two years in the relationship, I've not known there was a difference and thought that if I loved her enough, I would it would just turn into being in love. Or at least I thought I loved her more than I have anyone else and I have no reason not to be in love with her. My question is, do you believe there's a difference between loving someone and being in love? And if that's too broad, is loving someone so much that you want to make them the happiest ever, even if you feel like you are not sure of what makes you happy a good reason to 
propose. FYI, that is exactly what I did. And now a year after proposing, I still don't feel completely happy, but know that she's an amazing person and is truly in love with me. I don't want to just give up on the relationship altogether, but I am at a crossroads in feelings because I don't know what being in love is. This, can I just take a second to thank everybody who sends in amazing questions like this? This is so raw, vulnerable, beautiful, and amazing. And I think the, the kind of real shit that people go through, this is incredible. I've actually got a bit more to the question. Oh my God. It's even more intimate. It's in chapters. Yeah. I've caused her a lot of pain already to the point where she gave the ring back Ooh. and said, when I know what I want, she'll be here. We still live together. And while we know it will be tough, we've decided to take a step back and just be boyfriend and girlfriend Whoa. and get back to our feelings when we are dating or that when we were dating. Any kind of perspective that you would have on this, I would be forever grateful for as I have talked with my parents and friends along with my with, along sister. with her sister and everyone is more than p supportive and trying their best to be unbiased but see it as a tough situation this is not a tough situation Th this is brutal but it's not hard to know what to do in my opinion and the very simple answer is immediately break up like i, I can't fathom being in a relationship where i was like you're amazing i love i love you so much you. like that 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 is literally my nightmare as a kid i had a recurring nightmare about this which tells me that i i think i was picking up on something in my parents relationship who they've since divorced like i really think that is the root of why as a kid at like 14 i had this recurring nightmare of being in a loveless marriage i was 14 so i've only ever had two recurring nightmares one i'm in a barn and an owl is swooping down on me and I become the owl as, as I get closer to me and the, it's super weird. And then the other one is being in a loveless marriage. And, and I've had them. I love how those two are. I, look, I don't know why, yeah. but those are my two recurring nightmares. If there's any nightmares. therapists out there, please let me know yeah. what an owl represents. So that like, because that has haunted me for so long, under no circumstances would I ever be in a marriage that wasn't like, so I have a, a tattoo, which obviously you know this for you guys. It'd be very weird if you didn't know. And it, it's like the four things that matter to me, which is interesting because love and passion are there, which is, mm. but for me, that's intensity. And so if I didn't have both that like deep love of like, I would die for this person and you like give me those butterflies and that like just crazy connection that I feel to you. That, and I think reciprocation is a huge part of love. So let's start with that. So like, even by my own definition of love, they're not truly in love because it's, it's not equally reciprocated. Mm. <coughs> and then passion for me is that intensity. So that, that feeling that you were describing mm. of like, there's like magnetism, like you were just drawn. Yes. Throbbing heart, I believe was the, the exact quote. And that like, that level of intensity is one of, life's great joys and because i really believe that that's out there for anybody that's willing to put in the work to find it and to cultivate it because i did not feel that for you on day one like that's one of those things that you build and you find those flames and you obsess and like you do all the things to like really create that in your life but when it's there it is fucking magical and so my mom gave me the greatest definition of love i have ever heard in my life and it goes like this and i wish this on everyone and to settle for anything less, because I don't mind being alone, like put me in context. Um, I don't mind being alone. So like for me, that's not like some big scary thing. But my mom's definition of love goes like this. Love is when you feel something for somebody that is so intense 
raw, amazing, that you're convinced no one else in the world has ever felt like you feel. And that is exactly how I felt about you. In fact, when my mom said that, I'd never articulated it out loud, but I was like, all of a sudden I got romantic comedies, I understood like crazy love movies, Last of the Mohicans, all that, like, I got it. And I was thinking like, there's no way anyone else has ever felt like this because nothing would get done. Like you were the end all be all of like my attentions, my focus, my obsession, and that stage of love on an fMRI looks exactly like cocaine. Mm. So, and that's how I felt. So that's such a beautiful, and it's a phase, but it's such a beautiful phase that to not experience that. And then on the other side of that, which I think is actually something more beautiful, which is that really like long lasting, deep bond, but without the fade of intensity, because mm. I still feel that super magnetic draw to you, but it's very different. It's not the distracting cocaine-like thing. Right. It's, it's a deep pair bonding. And I think that sometimes, and it seems like he's also trying to get back to that first <coughs> feeling of when they first dated. But in the beginning, it didn't sound like it was back ever to like... when we were dating. Yes, so but in some... the beginning, was it... In At least from what he says, take a step back and just be boyfriend and girlfriend and get back to our feelings when we were dating. And I think that this is one thing that I was always paranoid about and that you really helped me through is that when you're first dating someone, like that first month or two, maybe six months, like it can be so exhilarating, right? You're finding out new things about them. They're doing things that are surprising. You don't expect. And that can be so ex like just, um, you know, all consuming. And like you said, you do a brain scan, you can actually look at the two brains next to each other. And it looks like they've done a hit of cocaine. It's that effective of the brain. And over time that starts to um, diminish. And I think for us, it was like we recognize that you can't sustain a relationship for 20, 30, 40 years in that same state. So what is that next chapter for us? How do we still keep the fire burning? But it's not ever going to feel like it was when we were first dating. It's going to evolve. Um, and I think some people hold on to that so much because they don't think of the next phase and then how that can actually be more beautiful. We've really looked into like how our relationship now is better than it was, right? And on a different scale, being able to be 100% comfortable. Um, and I'm all in with you. And when we first start dating, like there's those protective mechanisms that say, you know, like, well, don't go too much. Don't give him your all because what if he breaks your heart? And so I was very aware of that. Um but I think you have to look forward to the next phase. And so if all you're doing is looking back, like, God, that j that's scary. I don't know where you, how you come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I read something slightly different into their comments, which um, I don't get the feeling like, yeah. Anyway, to me, this is one, one person is way in, like way into it. And yeah. they're, like, they're experiencing the sort of traditional definition of love. Although again, I will go back to, I don't think it's e equally reciprocated. So there's like the deep sense of well-being that comes from being in love with someone that is equally in love with you is so extraordinary. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most beautiful things you can experience in life. The flip, like, but the line between that being one of the most beautiful things you can experience in life and it being a hell on earth is so slim. It's like this thin membrane between like, if the other person like this, where she's giving the ring back and, and she's, he's hurt her so much and all that, like, that's a fucking nightmare. So I'm just going to go back to, you want my perspective very clearly, like 
it heartbreaking. It didn't work. This is over. Move past. Begin healing. It, you guys have a description of like having a, a wound, like a knife in a part of your body. You cannot begin to heal until you deal with the sucky part of pulling it out and then actually healing. So I think they have to do that. And I don't know how you can convince yourself to feel like you're in love with someone. Like if it's Bullshit, not, you could absolutely do that. Convince yourself to, to be in love with somebody? Yes. Like for instance, if, how? The part that you're talking about is if you don't have a real legitimate spark in the beginning, right. yes, you're like that, done. And that's but, the thing. If I don't have a spark for you, I could love you as a person and the way you treat me. And I think I'm reading into this also is that she actually makes him feel good, right? I think she makes him feel special. She makes him feel loved. And I think those feelings can be um, electrifying or um, what's the word? Addictive. And so... Letting go of somebody or saying, hey, we're breaking up, I think can be difficult because you're actually holding on to the fact that someone loves you, someone cares for you. And I know you completely disagree and think that's crazy. Why would anyone stay in a relationship for those reasons? But I actually get it. Someone makes you feel special. And so how do you then say, like, okay, well, it's over? Like, not how do you, but to identify that it's not in love it's just platonic like god that's that's hard to then make that step to get out of that relationship can i channel my inner jocko willink and then we'll move on yeah you just do it like it, it's there's there's no way yeah. i think anyone should ever stay there it that is a hell on earth that is so unique and painful i just couldn't do it i'm gonna stop okay. but that's all right yeah. next question um, I know I've got so much to talk about on that, but I'm hoping more questions come in that can help us touch on the other things. Um, all right. So Mia Lavoy, is it unhealthy to be in a relationship where you've both had the conversation where you know you're both not in love right now, but want to give it another go to see if you can fall in love? Well, the first, qu- oh, I've got to jump in. Before Please. You. The first question, like, why do you want to force it? Like, if you know you're not in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes you want to be in love with them? Can I give you an answer? Yeah. Like I would never. This is going to confuse people because this will seem like I'm going back on what I was saying before, but this answers the question of why I think you actually can fall in love with somebody if there was something real there in the beginning. And what you're dealing with is what I call dust settling. If you had real, equal, balanced, reciprocated love in the beginning, and then little annoyances and things have stacked up right. and the dust oh, is settling. Now, one, different. one of the, yes, then the first question, which I think is fundamentally different, which is just one person doesn't quite feel the way the other person feels. I think you're great, all that, but like, we're just not there. So this is like, we were there and we let life mess us up. So, okay. so I call it dust settling in a relationship. So, um, little annoyances, things you don't think are a big deal, like in any one thing, like you couldn't point to it and say that was mm-hmm. the problem. It's just like it builds up over time and they never really forgive and get past things. So in the movie Unbreakable, which you and I've talked a lot about, which is an okay movie, yeah. but there's Same. such an amazing moment between the husband and wife where they're now They've totally estranged even though they're living together, but they decide to start dating again and to really connect. And I love that part of the movie. And I think it's really beautiful because it's, it's the dust that is settled. And once they're able to wipe that away and get back to that thing that 
connected them in the beginning and let go of all the little hurts and What's confess. What's that one line, though, that he says? Well, I think you're thinking about the part where he says, when did you think that this might not work? Yeah. And she said, the first time I had a nightmare and I didn't turn to you to comfort me. I didn't wake you up to comfort mm. me. Oh. And But that points at what I'm talking like that That was a choice, right? Mm. And it seems like this moment of weakness to turn to somebody and say, I want you to comfort me. But in that act, it's an act of giving yourself to somebody, of being vulnerable, of welcoming. Like, I'll say this, I don't need that. But it's beautiful. And to ask for that from you and to let you give that to me and to accept that, that is how you bond. So when you were saying, but how do you make yourself fall in love? It's things like that. So maybe make yourself fall in love is very misleading. And and I will say that phrase, if somebody took that out of context, like that isn't quite what I mean. Mm. But what I'm saying is like building a passion in your life, you build love, especially in the the post-drug addiction Mm. transition. And that's where I think we really did something right was when we were in the drug-like phase, we actually had conversations where we're like, hey, this is not going to last. I know enough about the brain to know that the neurochemistry is going to change. And so we've really got to look at what does that deep pair bonding look like? And it looks like moments like where you wake up in the middle of the night and you realize, well, I could just go back to sleep, but you don't. You take the time to allow yourself to to be needy, to want somebody, to allow yourself to need that, the comfort of another person. And then, I mean, just to get neurochemical for a second, it's the oxytocin, it's the vasopressin releases, it's the bonding, it's the um, sense of trust, which is oxytocin. The vasopressin, they've actually found that like prairie voles, just to get really weird on you for a second, prairie voles, which unlike most voles, they um, mate for life. And so other ones are like super promiscuous. And so they're like, what the fuck? So looking at why some, like why that one species of vole is so um, monogamous and they found that their receptors for vasopressin are like off the charts. And so you can look for it in humans and humans that um, have a, I forget what gene it is, but it means that they're able to process a lot more vasopressin and thusly really feel that sense of bonding. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to stay in long-term monogamous relationships. And I don't remember who it was, but I was reading somebody's book and they're like, I literally test my um, fiance's part or my uh, daughter's partners to see if like they have that high level because otherwise it's not going to work. Wow. When you're working really hard to build the freaking amazing life and career that you want, it's sadly really easy to push your health needs to the back burner. And guys, listen, I totally get it because not all that long ago, that was me. I put everything into my business, everything into my goals and my family. And yep, I totally ignored my own health and wellness. And so I just learned the very hard way that putting your well-being first is actually the key to being a confident unfreaking stoppable badass in everything that you do. So my homie, put yourself first and get mentally and physically strong with Aloe Moves, your go-to app for everything from meditation to yoga to strength training to hit and so much more. And I love how Allo Moves has such a wide variety of class types and levels to keep you motivated with whatever you need on your journey. No matter what your path is, it's time to make a move with Allo Moves. So right now, guys, you can go and get a free 30-day Allo Moves subscription by going to allomoves.com and use code WOI30. That's Allo, A-L-O, moves.com, code WOI30 in all caps. Allomoves.com, code WOI30, all caps.
What up, guys? Now I'm going to share something with you. I can sometimes have a tendency to overthink, question myself, and sometimes, or maybe very often, doubt the decisions I've made. And so my mind just starts spiraling round and around. Does that sound familiar? Well, let's face it, when it comes to hiring people on your team, the pressure to make the right choice, the right hire and the right person is even bigger. The stakes are so freaking high. So you need to actually make sure that you have the right tools to help you find the right people so that your team can actually have clarity and work with utter confidence. And that's why, honestly, you've got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, let me repeat that, a billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. And their simple tools make it so easy for you to filter candidates that actually have the skills and experience you are looking for, which saves you time. It's the one thing you're never going to get back is time. So hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 20 24 hours. It's exactly why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So guys, go check them out. LinkedIn jobs can actually help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So go and post your job for absolutely free guys at linkedin.com slash Lisa. Once again, guys, that's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. So, but you think, so you think if, if it exists, you can bring it back. But I actually was coming from the point of like, what if you just realize, wow, shit, we're actually not really in love anymore. And we never really have been. Break up. Yeah. But look, I think if it's, you know, not to keep going on, but it says, is it unhealthy? I think if you both want it and you both want to try it, you should give it a shot. No one's going to tell you what's right for you guys. Um, so if you both believe that you can do it, I think you should definitely go for it. Um, all right, so we've got some fan shout-outs from Australia, Germany, Malaysia, Canada, and all over the US. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, and if this video is bringing you value, please do press that little share button somewhere down there. We'd really, really appreciate it. That's our one ask. Um, that would be great. All right, so next question. This comes from Chelsea Sullivan Rose. Long-term relationships always come with days that you're just not in sync. One person is feeling love and the other is isolating themselves. It's temporary and you know that, but how do you push through in the moment? Um, so I guess for me and you, it's usually me that feels like I'm not feeling the love in our relationship because um, for you, I don't know, you don't get as my microscopic as I do on like, hey, I'm feeling like this and I need a cuddle. You kind of go in the momentum of like work and would you say that's the reason? I would say that I derive a lot more of my fulfillment from work than you do. So I am much more likely to get excited, swept up in what we're building and, um, yeah, go down that path. And I just have a higher threshold for, um, being disconnected, but not feeling like that sort of burning sensation. Right. Um, that you feel. So if I'm gone for like three days, you're really starting to feel it. Whereas I have you a don't. higher threshold. Yeah. And so actually I wanted to give like, so this, um, these last few weeks, in fact, you've been so busy and you've been traveling and your family was here. And so we haven't spent, we haven't had date night in 
this it'll be three weeks which is very very rare we try to get date night in at least once a week um and i've been feeling the burn guys and i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna bullshit like definitely yesterday and today i started like i was like okay what's today it's monday shit okay our date night we've got saturday together and today i was like oh my god it's only tuesday i was like this is not good when i'm starting to like count down the days to like when I get to spend time with you, I, I taught myself that, okay, this is a problem in our marriage. There's a problem in our relationship. And I don't mean extreme, but like I need to identify it and I need to understand why it's happening, what I'm feeling. And then I need to talk to you about it because holding off to Saturday, I know me so well by Thursday, I'm going to break. That's just, and you know that as well, right? I mean, you even smile. So by th- I'm counting on the days. I'm like, oh my God, there's only a couple of days left. And Thursday, I know I'm going to be in a bad mood. I'm going to feel super disconnected from you. I'm not going to feel, we're going to now be like living friends versus like super connected in love, husband and wife. Why are you smiling? Just interesting. Because you don't feel like, obviously you would. Yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't hit me like that. Like I still, it all feels normal to me. And it's like, yeah, busy right now, but. I like that you always bring us back. And I think that's kept us very emotionally safe because I probably would get too caught up in something and it would be three months. And then it's like, Oh yeah, Jesus. Mm. So I'm, I'm actually grateful for that. But from the outside, it's always because I don't feel it the same way that you do. It's weird. But what's, so we've been together for 17 years and, um, over time, I think I've been, I've tried to identify within myself, like, what is that pattern? How does it always happen? So that it doesn't surprise me, so that it doesn't come to Thursday or Friday and I completely crack and I feel like we're not connected at all. So identifying those patterns for me is major. Um, but also, um, you have really under, taught, like, learnt who I am and how I work. So on Friday, when you were out of town and I got some bad news with my health, um, I spoke to you and immediately you were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And you weren't in town and you were, so you were texting me and you called me immediately and you're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Babe, I'm going to call this person. I'm going to email them now because you knew and you even put these specific words, which is the words I used to him. So you use them on me, which really helped. You're like, baby, I want you to know you're not alone. And you sent me that text on Friday he, because you know, I start feeling alone mm. when I haven't seen you in weeks and my health isn't great. You haven't seen me in a non-work context. Right, but yeah. that's very different. Like, it fit, to you, it probably doesn't fit. It feels Not like night much. and day to me. I can be... There's a whole different part of my personality, I think, that comes out when it's just me and you. Yes. I go into yes. my softy you, mode. You actually are night and day different. I don't think I'm as different. You know, when you're not. we're not in work mode as you are. I go into wife soppy mode. I <clears throat> want to be cuddled, but when I'm in work mode, I need to have my thinking cap on. Um, but anyway, so back to what I was saying is you have recognized the pattern in me. I've been very vocal about my process and my pattern so that we can fix it together. Because the one thing I never said is I'm never going to, I never want to have a problem and then keep repeating it for like the ni- next 10 years. Like, I'm, it's predictable. Like if I've done it four times and I can't see a pattern, then that's, you know, shame on me. Mm. So I've noticed the pattern. I talk about the pattern. I talk with you about the pattern. Now you've recognized the pattern. You recognize the signals. You recognize the way that I text sometimes with certain things. So you, I felt so heard on Friday when you said to me, 
baby, you're not alone. And sorry, my poor dog has a coughing issue. So he's coughing, bless him. Um, so the fact that you remembered that, you used that word with me, you, it, it was so perfect. Um, so yeah, my suggestion, I can't remember what the question was. I like, so went on such a tangent, ta- tangent. Um, but anyway, I think it's really important to know each other, to be connected. Um, when you're not in sync, that's actually the question. So when you're not in sync, I just think it's important to get back in sync. Don't beat yourself up for not being actually, in sync. Actually, I, I don't think we've read that question yet, have we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Long-term relations always come with days that you're Got not it. in yeah, sync. Yeah, One yeah, person's sorry. feeling love and the other is isolating themselves. Yeah. It's temporary. Um, how do you push through it? So back to, I guess, my no, just, I'll give you... Sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, please. I didn't realize you weren't done. No, I was just waffling. Come. I was just going to give it in one word. Communicate. <laughs> there it is. Perfect example, guys, of how men in general, isn't there like a whole stat about the certain amount of words that men use with the women? Yeah, but people, no one would believe that I don't talk off camera like I do on camera. That's, that's his responses to me off camera. No one would believe. But yeah. Literally. So, Get back in sync. I think talk about it. Talk about the patterns that you've noticed. Repeat the patterns that you've noticed. Tell each other what you want them to do yes. in response. So if, for instance, you hadn't responded with that lovely response. Poor dog's got a heart condition. I feel so bad. He keeps coughing. Bless him. Um, so I just think it's important. Anyway, give the keys to the kingdom. So the fact that you would recognize what I needed was like amazing. We got back in sync. I was like, I noticed that. So, Word. don't be afraid to own it. All right, so would you rather segment? Let's do this, guys. Live, drop in the comments below um, or feedback as well as we answer. Would you rather you read in the comments? Yeah. Um, would you rather stay with someone you don't love or stay with someone who doesn't love you? Oh. oh stay with someone I don't love. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's like, don't feel bad. I would much rather be in the power position on that one. Yeah. Oh. They both suck. Keep in mind that yeah. this is my nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, no question. All right, next one. Would you ha- rather have high expectations in your relationship that are never met or low expe- expectations <laughs> always? Oh, so with my ex-boyfriend, when mm-hmm. I was in my teenage years, I sadly just lowered my expectations. And I was like, that's ah, all right, he turned up. That's, that's a win. Like, that I think it my- would be less nightmarish to have, like if you're somehow stuck in that relationship, which I'll assume in this you are. I would rather have low expectations that are met than high. Like one is deeply frustrating and mm-hmm. one is infinitely less so. So yeah. I think it's bad life advice to have low <laughs> yeah. uh, expectations. But that should almost but. be like a, a little um, flag. Like I look for like things that flag something like, oh, shit, this mm-hmm. is dangerous. The second you start lowering your expectations with your partner, like I would actually say use that as an identification. Um Says the woman who, like, slowly whittled down how much quality time we spent until we were setting date nights. Yeah, you're right. In fact, I do lower my expectations. After six and a half years of not. But I put them in perspective. Like, I have high expectations of you doing this, and then I sort of put them in perspective about, okay, well, hang on. I want him to be this successful man. Like, I find that super attractive. I love that ambition in him, yet I expect him to always do X, Y, and Z. Like, okay, those don't. You're really good at that, by the way. You are really good at that. And in this relationship, you need to get, you need to be awash in credit for that. Although, God, can I just derail us for a second? This was terrible. They're so unused to that. This was, this is terrible. From either of us, by the way, that was not me just pointing a finger at you. Okay. This was terrible. And 
I actually am very proud that I called it in real time and that you called me on that shit. So the other day, I think you guys have heard us talk very a lot about my language of appreciation is action. Mm. Um, and so I love it when you put the kettle on for me. Love it, love it, love it. So he's been gone four days over the weekend. Like that was our, you know, our daytime. And I felt very like disconnected from you. But again, I understand yep, you're yep. on your, you're doing your job, like get it. Um, but then you come back and you came back late on Sunday night. And so Monday morning I woke up and because you've been really sick, I've been getting up before you, which mm. never happened. So I've been getting up for like the last two weeks before you. I haven't seen you. I get up on Monday morning. You're up before me. I go down to the kitchen and with a smile, I grab the kettle handle and the water's empty. And he hadn't filled it up or put it on. Uh, and I was literally bad. was heartbroken. And so I text you saying, what, was it, what, what did I say? Like something, something. And P.S. you forgot to oh, do yeah, the kettle. P.S. you forgot. Yeah, I told you something else. That's right. And I just said, hey, P.S. you forgot the kettle. And you put, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. Um, But just so you to remember, this is a... Meant to be a bonus and not an expectation. Yeah. And you were so right. I actually was heartbroken because I had become, I had accept, um, I have now, it's become, You've come to I've expect come it, to yeah. expect it. And the joy it gives me, especially because I, and I recognize this, because I was feeling disconnected from you, because I didn't feel like we were completely one. I was so looking forward to feeling that emotion of you thought of me and when you didn't i really was heartbroken no, i know but you calling me on that was very important because i think it's so dangerous that you can slip into a pattern i think you can slip into the fact that at one point something started off being nice for somebody i'm doing the dishes for you or you're taking care of me you're mm. making my dinner like whichever way it is um this it becomes like oh my god this is so nice but then the second it becomes an expectation i think you've removed everything that had initially started doing right you were doing it because i felt special when you would do it now you i become i expect it from it like takes away that so anyway the fact that you called me on it and i was very aware like i actually am holding on to that moment now like really because it was such a good lesson that i don't want to take the the joy away from how i felt and i think turning it into an expectation does take that away all right now advanced class time if you can understand how powerful it was that she recognized that. And instead of getting pissed at me for saying, hey, this should be a bonus and not an expectation, she thought, you know what? You're absolutely right. She said that to me that day, right there in the moment. That is so powerful. And all of us have that opportunity to really look at something and go, you know what? I'm going to, like, I had an emotional experience. I don't necessarily have to trust it. And I certainly don't have to act on it. I can really think through this and see an opportunity to improve and get better rather than have another emotional reaction. And I think that's where people fall apart. It's like they really are upset. And in many ways, you have reason to be upset. I've been so busy and I've been traveling so much and I've been sick and it's just like all stacking up. And then I'm awake, but I don't do the kettle, which is like this really sweet thing. And you've told me like a thousand times how much it means to you. And I still forgot, right? So you have a reason to be upset. Like, if we were on national TV and took a poll, it's like 13% would be okay with what I did. And then <laughs> the like everybody family. else would be like, that, that was lame, right? So, but even though you could have doubled down and been like, look, that really upset me. You've been gone. You've this, you've that. You didn't. And in that moment, you were like, you know what? 
actually, I fully respect that. And you're right. And I think that that's dangerous in a relationship. And I don't want to get to the point where I have these expectations and I can't see the joy and the beauty in it. That's so powerful. Like, I want just everybody to understand me calling you on it was like, eh, whatever. You going... A hundred percent. I see how that becomes dangerous over time. That's so powerful. Bless you. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think we really think as people, or at least I didn't, of like one moment, right? Like I could have, yes, got upset and be like, I can't believe like you're saying that, right? Because even you saying it to me was a little risky on your part, like, because I could have got upset over it. And once upon a time, I would have got upset. And once upon a time, I would have like, I can't believe it. Like, you're ignored. I don't feel loved and blah, sure. blah, blah. Um, but it, so even if I could have done it in this time and gotten away with it, quote unquote, I know that that's dangerous a year down the line. And then I think two years down the line and three years down the line. And I think that's how people end up in situations, in marriages, in relationships where they're no longer seeing the beauty in a relationship because all these expectations and shoulds become a part of like their vocabulary and you've lost touch of the sweet, small, meaningful things. Mm. And so, and look, I totally get like sidelined that there are things in a relationship that are important that you have to hold each other accountable for. And there should be some expectations in a relationship. If a burglar came in right now, I would expect you to beat the crap out of them and not let them attack me. Just saying. But yeah, you get the point. Small expectations. At a minimum, I'll let them shoot me. I'll say that. Right. I will try to beat them up. Jump in the line of fire. Yeah. Um, all right. So that kind of derailed us a bit, but... Next, um, welcome next, to you? relationship theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the punchline there. And if you love this, guys, press that share button. Yes, do share. Um, okay, would you rather feel disappointed by your partner or bored with your partner? I think disappointed. That's way less terrifying. Yeah, right. <coughs> who, where, who was it? I just heard. If you're bored, it means you're boring. It's nice linguistically, and I get what they're saying. Oh, but it was a guest on like, if if somebody truly is like. There's just no fun to be had around them. That's a real thing. Yeah. Like you just have nothing in common and they're like, the stuff they want to do is truly boring to you. Mm. That, that's a nightmare. I think, I think that's a real thing. Yeah. That is not just indicative. Like, let me tell you right now, there's so many things that I'm interested in, but I could be around somebody that just, we just not share. Mm. Anything. But the word disappointed is hard. Didn't your parents always say that? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's like, Ooh, yeah, but that feels temporary. No, Boring I, I, feels like forever. I'm totally with you there. But just the word disappointed. Um, and I know that that word actually um, will sting you if I said that to you. Yeah, of course. Baby, you've disappointed me. Yes, I don't even like you saying it as a mock <laughs> sentence. So. All right, back to the next question. This is from Brian Rot. So we're going to say more. Just no. Okay. And um, this is from Brian Rotkamp. Hey Tom and Lisa, any suggestions for rebuilding our emotional connection after 27 years of marriage? We've drifting. Um, we've drifting. We're drifting a little. Sorry, thank you. We're drifting a little due to the busyness of life and raising a family. God, I think the first step is to. I would sit down and start making a list. I know I'm a list person. You're hilarious. Give me- Here's what she actually did. So this, this while on a grander scale, this is what happened to us in the first six and a half years of our marriage. I was so busy and that was like my, it's weird because I actually work more now in some ways. I was probably more hardcore on the weekends then, less hardcore on the week, but more hardcore on the weekends back then. Um, Can I tell you the difference? Yeah. Massive difference. 
You were completely closed off when you would do the other. That's super insightful. So, I don't want to derail them here because okay, I want、yeah. them to hear what you actually did.、Okay. It's very powerful for you and I as a couple.、Um, she said we have to have date night. We need to carve out time. We absolutely must. Like back then, it wasn't smartphones, but like that version of like you set everything aside. The kids go to bed. There's no TV. Like you guys are going to connect. You're going to each like. Say what your selfish desire is. Figure out what you both really want to do as a couple. What's your selfish desire for the couple? So if you're like, I just want to go to bed, like that doesn't count. So you're gonna take the time. You're gonna put in the hours. Like anything else, it takes work. And you made that really clear to me. And that was one of those moments where I was like, you know what? She's right. Like if you want to have a relationship, you. I've always said there's no substitute for proximity, meaning you need to be together. But you made it clear. There's also no substitute for like real intimate interaction. Like you need to talk and connect, and you know, just have those like moments where it is just you and I having like an amazing time together, where there are no distractions whatsoever. So I'd start there. <coughs> and after 27 years of marriage, like they're ahead of us, so you know, hey. But We find now, if you're really thoughtful about like writing out questions beforehand and things like "Would you rather," which is something that was born of what we do in our relationship, where we ask, we especially when we go on vacation beforehand, I'll prepare like a hundred questions that I want to ask you, like on all manner of topic, and I'm always trying to find something that I don't know about you, something that either has changed or something that maybe we've never talked about, and that is endlessly fascinating. Yeah. When you're out there trying to build and grow your business, but you have so much going on in other areas of your life, be it with your family or your romantic partner or your homies, whatever else you've got going on, you need to be using the best tools available to save time and actually see growth in your company this year, right? And that's why, guys, I really recommend that you go and check out Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell. Every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out, selling badass necklaces online, or scaling your high-end beauty products to physical stores, Shopify's got you covered, my homie. And their award-winning customer support is ready to help you at every step of your journey. Because let's face it, when you get stuck, you need help. Now, what I love about Shopify is that you can make the most of your time and sell more with less effort. Who doesn't love that? Now you actually have time for self-care, which, let's face it, is super freaking important. Now, with this built-in AI and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to take your business to the next level. It's actually no surprise, guys, that Shopify powers ten percent of all all e-commerce in the U.S. That's insane. So sign up for only one dollar a month trial period at Shopify.com/Lisa. All lowercase. Again, go to Shopify.com/Lisa. Now grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/Lisa. There is so much confusion and conflicting information out there about what is a healthy diet, right? But my rule of thumb, guys, is that if you focus on eating high-quality animal-based proteins rather than cheaper, over-processed meals with a ton of junk ingredients with long words that you just can't pronounce, then you'll immediately be surprised at how much better and how different you feel. That absolutely is how it was for me, guys. When I was recovering from crippling stomach issues, that I wasn't able to eat much 
at all. And then I found ButcherBox. It was amazing because I could finally eat meat that didn't make me feel sick or bloated or just hunched over in agony. And guys, I'm telling you, never looked back. I am their biggest, most avid fan. And that's because ButcherBox's unbelievable high standard qualities in their product is guaranteed. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers the highest quality meats and seafood ships directly to your door. Every month, you can let ButcherBox curate a box of high quality cuts for you. Or you can actually customize, if you're like me and very picky, you can customize your box with the exact things and the cuts that you are looking for and prioritize your favorite stuff so guys it is actually easy to eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the freaking planet delivered right to your door and butcher box is right now offering our listeners that's you guys your choice of a weeknight meal essential three pounds of chicken thighs two pounds of ground beef or one pound of premium steak tips for absolutely free in every order for a year Like that's so insane. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited about this offer because I truly love the brand. Plus, actually, I got so excited. I forgot to tell you this. You get $20 off your first order. So just give it a try. Click the link in the show notes or go to butcherbox.com slash W-O-I and use code W-O-I to choose your free offer and get $20 off your order right now. And when I said list, I mean like a list of the types of things you want to do together. Like what are the things that we're missing? Like if you can look back and, um, you know, hold on to something like, oh, we used to love doing this. Okay. Do we still love doing it? You know what? Let's try it. Like having a list of things, but I don't want to hop on the list, but talking about what are the things you want to do together. One thing that we do on every anniversary, on every anniversary of our first date is we re do our first date. So we go to the um, the restaurant that you first took me to. Then we then go to the movie theater that we watched the first movie. Then we go to your outside your apartment because obviously other people live there now, but your apartment and we take photos. Like think about how you guys can reconnect about um, what why you got together in the first place. I think making sure that you have a babysitter, carving that time out is very important. I'm going to guess they've um, been married 27 years. The kids are teenagers or older, well, but... you don't know. Sure. Anyway, either way, make sure the kids are away. Make sure the kids aren't around you. Make sure that you have alone time. And then what are you doing in that alone time? Like getting a little more like deeper onto it. Like what is your selfish desire? Um, is it just staring into each other's eyes? Now, as the woman, the first thing that I would do, maybe not the first thing, but I would for sure go out, get sexy lingerie. I would try to blow your socks off. Like remind, I want to remind you why you're with me. Right. Like I want to knock your socks off like our first date, like go out of your comfort zone. Even if you guys have been together for 27 years, do something that, you know, is going to blow each the other person away. Um, yeah, like get silly, um, play games. Don't get silly. I fucking hate silly. No, I mean, what do you mean? When I said I was going to say silly, I mean like we'll have like a cocktail. You know, we'll that's a trigger silly. word for me. I'm triggered right now. <laughs> I hate silly in a way when that I can't have a convey. cocktail. We get giggly. Yes. I get giggly. So one thing I will say, and I think this is important, read the book, The Female Brain, which talks about the way that um, mm. having kids change, like literally mm-hmm. changes the, certainly the neurochemistry and certainly while pregnant, the actual physical structures of the woman's brain, her priorities are going to change. Um, and then through the years of just rearing children, things are going to change. And so really understanding how that happens, I think that people can 
combat it and begin to reconnect. But understanding that it isn't about becoming, you know, teenagers or 20 somethings again. It's about understanding how do you reconnect at the stage that you're actually mm -hmm. at, depending on like how old your kids are. Full disclosure, we do not have kids. So this is all stuff that I've read. But if you follow my logic, hopefully it makes sense. So, um, really just understanding the, the neurochemical changes, the hormonal changes that we all go through. Men's testosterone levels are lowering. So, um, that is going to impact them. And then women, the, depending on whether or not they have kids is like a whole hormonal, uh, change of priorities and everything else. And so really telling the other person what you really want is a big deal. And so, um, there's a great shorthand quote that I think couples would do well to remember, which is women need to feel loved to have sex and men need to have sex to feel loved. And so a lot of the disconnect, and I get that's a gross generalization, but a lot of the disconnect comes from differences in sexual appetite, differences in sexual preferences, getting lazy. Um, and I remember um, I met this, I worked for this guy a very long time ago. And he was talking about how like they would, they had sex the same way, like every time because they were married and they had kids and it was just like, it had become a routine. And he was saying like, he kind of missed like the not knowing and like having to explore. And so getting back into that level where you're discussing and exploring, you're being attacked by a bug. My wife loves bugs, by the way. Um, so that all of that, uh, communication is important. Yeah. And that's it. God, I'm going to keep harping on this, but like finding out what each other want to do. Um, and then like engaging and really being all in. Like, you know, if let's say our sex life wasn't great at the time and I was like, I may even suggest, or if, I don't know if you would suggest, but like, why don't we go to a sex shop? Let's have some fun. Let's pick, why don't we go to a lingerie shop? Why don't you choose some lingerie for me, baby? Like really reconnecting for whatever, like that is for each other. Like go all in, no judgment. That's another thing because like, if you guys have a really kind of over time, just being disconnected, um, it's very easy to say, Oh, you never used to be like that. You never liked that before. And there's almost like some judgment to it. So I think with the attitude of going into that, like really it should be like, this is can be so exciting. We're going to discover new things about each other. Like I know it's been a while, like go in with that, like excitement and enthusiasm. Um, versus like, shit, it's been a long time. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Like that just creates a different vibe from the get-go. Word. So. Um, all right, next question. This is from Nathan Schiffman. Were you, uh, were you all this self-aware with communication and setting expectations from day one or was this something cultivated over time? Cultivated over time. Yeah, I, we were moronic when we first got together. We'll start with that. But I will say, I, I, because I had no game as a kid, I tried to read Cosmopolitan magazine and like anything I could get you my hands on about women, city, 100%. Was at the time, perfect show to Anything to help me understand women. And so I was obsessed with communication even when we got together and I'd already started researching the mm -hmm. brain. So it was like that stuff I think helped mm -hmm. immeasurably. Yeah. So just really thinking, understanding that we would transition and that even though I'd never been in love before, that like the, the neurochemical state was not going to last. And so none of that caught us off guard. And so we did talk very openly from literally the jump mm -hmm. and that has served us well. And I also took seriously, like every time you guys know 
There's only one answer that people give that have been together for a very long time. If you ask, what's the secret? And the answer is communication. Yes, every time. So I would see that in movies. I'd read it in articles, and I'd be like, I'm going to take that seriously. I'm not going to be what you know. They say a fool never learns. A smart man learns from his mistakes, and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. I'm going to be wise on this one, and just、mm-hmm. trust. That talking, being open, being honest, communicating, being raw, being vulnerable, saying the hard things, being honest about what you want, even when it's like, oh God, this might like be risky. I might upset them, or they might judge me, or whatever. But just like putting it out there so that you can actually get it. And this harkens back to my that first question of why I'm really fucking freaked out because I about being with somebody who doesn't love you like you love them. It's like. People just lie just a little. They take the edge off their personality, off the, who they really are, and over a long period of time, that becomes you becoming someone you don't even recognize because you've not been honest. No thanks. Yeah, we've overcome a lot. I think、um, communicating for us was we always had the communication, but I don't think I <coughs> personally really had much clarity or understanding of who I was, how I act, what I need.、Um, And once you start understanding that about yourself, you can then communicate that to your partner. But if you don't quite understand why you're doing things, how to handle yourself, then I think that that's where two people can really kind of butt heads. Like whereas now I can say to you, babe, I need this from you. This is how like I can feel myself getting anxious. I can feel myself feeling a little alone,、um, and being able to communicate that then allows us to make the change before we get to the the car crash, right?、Mm-hmm. Whereas before I didn't necessarily. Understand that about myself, so then we'll get to the point where we would really clash, and that's when we would start communicating. But I think over time we definitely learn to understand ourselves and then be honest with each other. And the one time that I found like we were at our worst in our relationship was because you completely shut down on communicating because you were so busy at work. This is actually before we started Quest. You were miserable at the tech company. You were working so many hours. You had a vision. You're like, I'm going to be in charge of my Life. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to make partner in this company, whether it kills me. But you weren't enjoying it, so you would come home and you would be like, "How was work? Fine." Yeah, I don't want to talk about. Didn't、it. want to talk about it. That shutdown of the communication after a couple of years. I remember pulling, like, we had that big discussion. I was like. We are not husband and wife. Like we can, we're not communicating.、We're, I don't know anything about you. I know you're not happy, but I don't know what is making you happy. I don't know what drives you. And that's when I think you really realize, like, wow, shit, yeah, this is not good for our relationship as well as for.、Um, I was going to say for yourself, but really for our relationship.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, <clears throat> okay, one more question. This is from Celeste Battistoni. Does having a business help develop both of your emotional maturity? Ooh, does having a business help? Yes, and the reason it helps with your emotional、mm-hmm. maturity is one, you're having to deal with a lot of people, and two, it is inevitable that you're going to fail a lot. And failing a lot is a thing that develops your resiliency. It will force you to turn inside, to look at yourself, to confront weaknesses and adequacies, and to really develop what is the single most important thing that anyone can develop, which is the ability to stare nakedly at your inadequacies without being emotionally destroyed by it, so that you can actually improve and get better. And that will serve you in business. That will serve you in your relationship. All of that, I think, is critically important. Now, also working together, man, you got to get your shit together to be able to work like we do, and so. That like it's it's like Ipecac. 
It's actually like soda water. I always say it's quite a lot. And and what I actually mean is soda water. Soda water will either settle your stomach or make you vomit. One of the two. And that like working together, it's either going to tear you apart or it's going to make you rock solid. Yeah, and it's a real test on days where your personal relationship, let's say, there's a little disconnect, and then you're working together. Like, do you, how do you separate the two? And we've worked really hard at that.、Mm. You get all the credit there because I find that very easy, and so for me, it borders on effortless. Like once I get into work mode, I'm just in work mode.、Mm. Um, for you though, you've really handled that extraordinarily well. Thank you.、Um, all right, so、um, guys, if this is or has been bringing you value, please click that share button. Again, we like to get the video out to the world, so if you can share, that would be amazing. And tell your friends to watch live.、Um, all right, next question. This、I、is actually, a final I quick know, question. Actually, da- lied. Sorry, guys.、Yeah. Um, all right, this, this is from、in. Daniel Breeze, our boy Daniel. He's such a big like、Word. part of the company that we can't not answer this. When you guys started Impact Theory, did you already have relationship theory in mind? Did you imagine that relationship theory would be this awesome? Ah, it's very sweet. And um, so no, not at all. I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I all but gave her a panic attack when I said, "Hey, we should do a relationship like special Valentine's, Valentine's Day episode."、Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure that I came up with that. Somebody suggested it, but I loved it. The、um, fans kept saying, "Why don't you interview Lisa?" And I think that's、mm. how it started. And so I was like, "Well, God, all right. If you want to interview me, I'll do it like around Valentine's Day, so it feels right." But I didn't want any crew. I didn't want any teammates. That's right. You were so weird about <laughs> we that before the team arrived.、Um, because here's the thing: like, <coughs> God, I forgot about all that. My personality is like, if you meet me in real life, like, I'm very just me. And I was like, I, I don't want to pretend in front of the camera. I'm not going to put on airs and graces. Airs and graces, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put on airs、phrase. and graces. I don't want to pretend. Like, obviously, like, yes, I'm your wife. People know you. I want to represent you and the Billu family well, but I'm not going to fake it. Like, I, I just. That's not what I'm interested in, and so you're like, cool. Why don't we record it? We won't do it live. We'll just film it on the cameras, and then if you don't like it, we never have to release it. So we set up the camera. We did the recording. The camera had stopped, and so half the episode was missing. But I was like, it's kind of fun, and I was like, well, Lisa, well, maybe we'll just do another video. Maybe we、we'll、just do it as a Facebook live.、And、I was like, ah,、oh. and I remember, God, this is.、Oh, I love you so much, baby. You had turned around to me and you said, look,、um, oh God. I'm trying to find the right phrase. You said something like, "If,、um, if you mess up, or if you stumble, or if you forget something, don't ever worry. I'm going to be your safety net." And you're like, "No, like what can go wrong?" You're like, "If you start getting yourself into danger, if you start, <laughs> you know, like verbal diarrhea, you're like, I'll be your safety net. I'll be there for you." And then over time, basically, that's how relationship theory developed. And then you guys, I mean, I, I honestly cannot be like more transparent. You, the response you guys give us on, um. Obviously, how much we're helping you guys, like that, makes so much of a difference because everything that we talk about, we've struggled through and we've had to try and figure it out as we've gone along. And the amount of, I don't want to say hate, but in the past, from family and friends, when we spoke, like people were just like, "Oh yeah, but that's you and Tom." Like it's always been like, "Oh, but you guys are lucky. Oh, you found a good man." You know, it was always like, "Yeah, whatever." 
And I think that the fan base that we have and the community that we've built of relationship theory, like everyone seems to be in that same place where like they genuinely want to improve. They're genuinely looking to look at themselves nakedly and say, how am am I a problem in the relationship? How can I better my relationship? And so it's given me so much drive and so much passion. Um, And it really has been because of the fans and how much we've obviously made a difference to them. And then not to be... um, not to lie, it. I love spending the hour with you. Is the truth? Yeah. So. Awesome, long guys! Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing it. It's been amazing. We really appreciate all the questions, the vulnerability, the rawness. Like I'm eternally grateful for that. So, oh, and one thing I'll add: if you guys do want to submit questions, but some people don't want to say their name. Um, we totally respect that, guys. So please, you can email connect at impacttheory.com. And um, if you just let us know you want to be kept anonymous, we absolutely respect that. But then we can answer the questions live the following week. Word. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Much love. Go have wonderful relationships and we'll see you soon. <laughs> Peace out. Working to be confident and freaking badass can be very difficult. Now, I get it, guys. I get it. Kicking ass and taking names takes energy. But when it comes to micronutrients, you're like, wait, how much vitamin B do I need? It can be a daily freaking struggle to figure out and meet that perfect nutrition balance that you need to feel strong, focused and energized, which, of course, are all the things you need to become a freaking confident badass. So it's time to arm your body with every nutrient it absolutely deserves with AG1. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you might know that I've actually been supporting AG1 for many years now. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So if you want to take ownership of your life, That actually means you have to take ownership over your health. And it all starts, guys, with AG1. So, guys, go and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go now to drinkag1.com slash Lisa. That's drinkag1.com slash Lisa. Go check it out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, my homie? First, I just want to actually thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, absolutely thank you for your support, your support for me, your support for the show, Women of Impact. Like you have no actual idea how much this really means to me when I had that original vision of what I wanted to do and no one was listening. So thank you. Thank you for being here and actually supporting other women along this journey. And I'm going to be honest, if you actually want to level up your confidence game, my homie, then check out Women of Impact's subscription channel. It's specifically designed to help you in every aspect that you're looking for. Now, here's what you get. You get new episodes delivered ad-free. You get exclusive access to listen to Women of Impact roundtable discussions, weekly motivation, previously unreleased episodes, and 
that's just the beginning. Subscriber only access to an additional four podcasts with hundreds of archived Women of Impact episodes meticulously, meticulously curated into theme playlists and updated weekly so that you get the dose that you need. So if you're looking to boost your confidence, then go and check out the Get Confidence playlist. If you want to repair, heal or start a relationship, then go check out Love Lab. And if you're wondering how you get your health back on track so that you can keep showing up to have the confidence that you're looking for, then go check out Health Hub. And of course, this wouldn't be complete without my weekly boost of mini motivations from moi. That's right, it will have you strutting down the street with your head held high, feeling like a freaking badass. And guess what the playlist is called? The badass boost, of course. So guys, don't settle for mediocrity when you can absolutely be extraordinary. So guys, subscribe to Women of Impact channel today on Apple Podcasts or Supercast. But no matter where you're listening, guys, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or any other platform, make sure you're following so you don't miss out on other episodes. And don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on this episode, our incredible sponsors and upcoming events.